so let's talk about forgiveness and love. So today we're going to look at John 8 and verse 1 through 12. We might go a little bit further, but we'll see. It says, And Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. So Jesus, he goes into the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple. So this is something that he's doing on a regular basis to make sure people are able to hear from him, that he's teaching them. He sat down and taught them, which means he's teaching for a while, or that's at least what his plan was. And he's doing it early in the morning. And I think there's a good word to take from that, to do things early in the morning when people are more receptive. And also, if you have a lot planned for your day, you can get a lot done. Now it says, And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So let's talk about this. So we have a situation where Jesus is teaching. And everybody's listening to Jesus, but sometimes when we're doing something for God, something comes in to try to disrupt what we're doing. Now, that's not all the time. Sometimes we're just living in a world where, dist where distractions are happening. But sometimes when you're on the purpose of God, something tries to come to get you off of the pur purpose of God. Like when Jesus was trying to go across the sea, and he said, we're going to cross over to the other side. It seemed like so many times there was some kind of storm or something coming against him. Yeah, I even want to add with this, um, when it talks about verse 3 and 4, the scribes and the Pharisees have brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in a very act. And notice throughout all the Gospels, the scribes and these Pharisees were always plotting and planning what they could do to try to put Jesus in a corner. Mm -hmm. And anytime, I believe, when we're doing things for God, there are enemies behind the enemy. Or there are, there's the enemy, and then there are enemies um, that we see, but there's an enemy behind them that is always plotting and planning a way to derail what you're trying to say and what you're trying to do to uh, uh, to, to have a, a reason to accuse accuse you of doing wrong or, or being against God when you're trying to be for God and then you're not as effective of a witness if you answer the wrong way, almost like a trap mm -hmm. try to catch you in something, whether it's words or actions. Yeah, and that's the thing here, like they're trying to get Jesus in trouble. This woman's already done what she's done. But they're trying to set up Jesus. They don't care about what he's teaching. They don't care about who he's teaching. He could be teaching something, and we already know if we just look at Jesus' teaching overall, he's usually teaching something that's helpful to people who need it. These people are making life-changing decisions. Now they come, and they don't care about this woman either. They just throw her in the midst. So that means they've kind of misinterpreted the law because Jesus said, 
that he, if you look at him, you're looking at the Father. So he's saying, if you want to see what the Father is doing, watch me. So that shows that these Pharisees and scribes have the same misconception about God that a lot of people have today, that God's out to hurt people. You know, hey, the, the law said we should stone her. We ain't really reading the law like we should, nor are we concerned about the heart of God or what kind of God would write a law like this. We have our own questions, so don't you say we should stone her? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we hurt people, right, who do wrong? Isn't this the way God is? You seem to be a little bit different, you know? Either you're wrong or we're wrong or God's wrong. That's what they're trying to say. They're not even concerned necessarily about being right. They just don't like Jesus because he's doing the right thing and he's not doing it for greed or for covetousness or anything like that. So they go and they find this woman, right? Mm -hmm. They find her in the very act, or maybe they already knew, but now they want to act like they want to do something about it. And maybe they were even involved with her. We don't know. But right. they brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. Now, early in the morning. So they were looking, or either they were looking or they already knew, okay, well, this woman is being caught up in something, so let's go ahead and get her and bring and and now you know just like how it is today in debates when you're debating somebody who's not really interested in the truth mm -hmm. but they want to try to uh, um, find a reason to snare you with their words and they say doesn't the bible say that you know um, god is love so if god is love exactly why is this happening exactly and they're not looking at it through the spirit but they're looking at it through the letter only right Right, and they're looking at it through, what can I do to catch up God? Because Jesus clearly said he's God, right? We can look at that another time, but Jesus clearly is representing God, if nothing else. He's doing the will of God. He said, I come to do the will of my Father, right, in his word. Mm -hmm. And as he's doing the will, they're coming to question his, uh, where he places his value, what he thinks is right and wrong, you know, God said do this or what are you doing they just think they really got something hot right now mm. so let's keep going it said now Moses in the law commanded us this verse 5 that such should be stoned but what do you say or what sayest thou this they said tempting him that they might have to accuse him this ain't about the woman right it's all about the him and Jesus then, and then even on top of that if this was really about trying to bring justice then why did they only bring the woman? Exactly. Thank you, brother. What happened to the man? How come the man ain't even mentioned? Exactly. In any of this? Right. Because adultery, I mean, there's no way you can be in adultery by yourself. Right. As far as the definition of adultery, if you look at it, uh, if you have a, a Bible where you can see the definition, it says adultery is just adultery. So <laughs> adultery is where you are uh, in an inappropriate relationship with someone you're not married with. Let's say it like that. Um, so the law in Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned what sayest thou this they said tempting him that they might have to accuse him but Jesus it, it, it's, sometimes you see but God mm -hmm. you see here but Jesus mm -hmm. <laughs> but Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not that was added by the translators but he just wrote on the ground and obviously it's like he didn't hear them you know this uh it was something that I heard recently that I thought was fascinating because I don't know, I'm not sure, you know, you have to study a little bit more if they were out in the, if they were in the city mm -hmm. or if they were out in uh, 
you know, the field where there's sand. Usually I have a picture in my mind of Jesus on the sand writing something. Right. right. But they might have been in the city. And I heard, actually heard uh, somebody who was preaching similar about uh, the law um, and talking about Moses and how God had wrote the uh, commandments on stone. Mm-hmm. And, but now he's saying, I'm writing the law in your heart. Right. So, you know, now you're not not anymore having a heart of offense, you're having a heart of love. And it was like, you know, it's possible that Jesus was writing on stone while while they were, uh, you know, while, while they were asking him the question. Well, he said that he was in the temple, so it could be that he was writing on literal stone because he's in the temple. Because he's like, I'm the one who made the law. Right. You know, right. so now just the same way that that finger was being used to carve out the commandments. Oh, I think I saw something when you said that. Yeah. Now let's go to the Ten Commandments. Right. Because, <laughs> wow. If he's writing the commandment, right. thou shalt not commit adultery. Mm. Because look what he said. My goodness. Okay, so in Exodus 20, mm. it says, uh, these are, the, these are the Ten Commandments. Okay, There's many more commandments, but these are the ten main ones that God starts out with. And then they miss it. They don't do them. And so God adds more commandments to help be more specific because they right. keep trying to pull out gray area. Well, uh, you know, what if uh, it's um, Friday? You know, it's like, uh, right. okay, same commandment, you know. Let's make it a little more specific. So, But it started off with just ten. And uh, verse 20, or chapter 20, verse 1, says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Okay, that's commandment one. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. That pretty much means any image that you engrave, like you make an image. Mm-hmm. Or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Now some people think this means you can't make an image of angels or anything in heaven, heaven. But they're talking, he's talking about heaven, like there's three heavens. They, they say the open sky is the heaven. In the beginning in Genesis 1, let's go back to Genesis 1, got to make sure people understand. Um, and this is all things that you just learn as you get grow in the word. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, Genesis 1 verse 6, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. So God made a firmament. A firmament means an open space, right? And divided the waters which are under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. God called the firmament heaven. Mm-hmm. And the evening and the morning were the second day. Now watch this. God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together under one place. Let dry land appear it was so. So there's waters under the heaven. Doesn't mean that that's heaven now. So if we go to when God brings forth uh, birds, actually, mm-hmm. it says, verse 21. Actually, let's look at verse 20. God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. So he's saying that the open firmament, the open space between the waters that are in the clouds, that drop water, and then the waters that are in the sea, those are, that is heaven. So this is what he's saying. He said, don't make a... Because back in the day, they would just... Anything they saw, it seemed like they would make a some type of image of... And it wasn't just art. It's like, this is not only art, but these are gods, or they represent gods, because they can fly, we can't. They can be in water, we can't. You know. Mm-hmm. So 
Let's go back to uh, Exodus idols. 20. They right. became idols for them. Exactly. Mm. Many, many things they didn't understand. Whereas God's actually talking to these people, and he's talking to them and telling them, I'm God. But mm-hmm. then they were just worshiping other stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And so many times they think that's what Christianity is. Like they say, oh, there was the thundering God and the lightning God. Lightning ain't talking. Thunder is not talking. You know, there's no fire. Fire doesn't talk to you. Hey, I'm fire, right? right. Even with Moses, when he uh, was at the burning bush, he said a voice came out of the fire. Right. He said, I am God. But then he showed up in many other ways and many other forms. Then finally Moses actually saw him. Mm-hmm. Saw his back parts. He saw his actual body mm-hmm. type. Okay. So it says in verse 9, let's, uh, let's just keep going down. Uh, verse 12. Actually, this verse, verse 11. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So this is Exodus 20, verse 11. Then verse 12, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So honor your parents, that you can live long. Mm-hmm. Verse 13, thou shalt not kill. 14, and, uh, thou shalt not. You know, mm-hmm. kill, because that's uh, always something that's confusing. That doesn't right. mean, um, you know, don't don't kill a, don't kill a, uh, a, a mosquito if it comes up in, in your house. Right. Or if somebody is trying to rob you. You right. don't try to defend yourself. It means you should not murder. Try right. to try to take somebody's life innocently. Exactly, exactly. Because even though uh, God does not have joy in death mm-hmm. uh, at all, even where God says that, uh, especially in Ezekiel, uh, he said he doesn't have any. He's not have any pleasure when the wicked die, even when the wicked die. Yeah. But there are p- cases where. Life is threatened. God even says he gives authority, power, to execute judgment on the wicked. So that person that's going around and, like, you know, murdering people, then and then they're going to get ready to try to murder the people who are trying to take them to justice. He's given officials the ability to, the, the, the okay, if you will, to murder here. But there is going to come a day, should you choose Jesus and go to heaven, where m- murder is no longer. But here on earth, there is still death, and then there's still appropriate death. So this is calling about thou shalt not kill. It's a different word than you'll see in uh, other places. It says to kill, especially to murder. Right. Okay, so we're talking about murder to say, slay, kill. This is talking about I'm going around, I'm just really just killing somebody, so right. unrighteous killing. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Now, this is the one. Now, this is what I was trying to get to. There's other commands, but this one I want to pause at. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Now, if he was writing, and that's just awesome, mm-hmm. uh, like you were saying, because he said he's going to write his commandments, he may have been writing the commandment, he may have wrote, Thou shalt not commit adultery, and underlined it. And this is why I think that. So let's go back. Uh, mm-hmm. We're in John 8, I believe. Yeah, John 8. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to think. If that was because it's like he's saying you coming before God right. to ask God what 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 he thinks exactly and I am God right so I'm going to tell you right and even then if they don't respect him as God they respect that commandment they know that's Moses they you say Moses is our father Abraham is our father we are, we're a Moses and so because mm-hmm. they're quoting Moses verse five now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned but what sayest thou now, 
Verse 7. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. Mm -hmm. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground, and he may have wrote it again, Thou shalt not right. commit adultery. And underline thou, and they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, and it's not even like he's writing down all the commandments. I mean, he may have wrote them all down. That would be, you know, obviously everybody disqualified for that. Mm -hmm. But just the adultery one, right? Because maybe all of them have been caught up in something like that. And most likely they did, because look what they're doing with their time. Mm -hmm. They're not teaching the law. They should be somewhere else teaching the law, like Jesus is. Instead, they're like, "Where Jesus at? Let's get him in trouble." Right. Right? right, and not even the woman. They like if he says something like "let her live," they probably gonna leave that woman alone and then try to take Jesus to court. Mm -hmm. So they're not concerned about what her fate. Right. But then if he says stone her, then he's like, they're like, uh, you do it. You know? Right, right. He says you're perfect. Too <laughs> ridiculous, right? Right. You know, this this gonna try to always find some way to catch him. You know, exactly. people just yeah. inventing wrong. Right. <laughs> But see, you notice how Jesus didn't dismiss the law. Exactly. When he, um, when he was writing on the ground, he didn't say, well, Moses, that was during his time. So now I'm about to say, that's now I'm going to tell you something different than what Moses said. Exactly. No, he's actually was saying, okay, so you want to go by the law? Then you living by the law, did you keep the law? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, that's what the Word of God said. And actually, let's... Um, Look at Acts, uh, because he kind of says this in a way, too. Um, let's go to Acts, or I'm sorry, not Acts, Romans. Mm -hmm. I think it's Romans 2. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay. Look at verse, well, look at uh, verse 17. Okay. And verse 16, actually. Watch this. In the day when God shall judge the secret of secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. That's why we can't judge anything before the time because God's going to judge everything. You know, mm -hmm. we can judge if we know that somebody's in sin, we can judge that, hey, this is this is a sin that's wrong. You need to, you know, maybe make a change or, you know, turn around, consider this. Not, you're going to hell. We, they, we, that's what he's saying by don't do that kind of judgment because then God's going to look at you like that. Well, you're going to hell too, right? But that's not how we judge. We judge righteous judgment that this needs to change. That's how Jesus said. He said, repent and believe. Mm -hmm. Right? Repent. Turn from think differently. Consider something else and believe. Right. All right. So he says, in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Like, what kind of person is this really? Mm -hmm. Then he says, behold, thou art called a Jew and restest in the law and makest your boast of the law or boast of God, and know his will, and approvest the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law, and are confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, and that's sad when, and this is what, why people don't like religion, because religion is what does this. You're in, you, you are confident that you yourself are a guide of the blind a light of them which are in darkness. So you're a, you're also agreeing that people are in darkness and you're a light, an instructor of the foolish, mm. a teacher of babes which has the form of knowledge and of the truth and the law. Now, this is why people don't like religion. 
Thou therefore which teaches another, teaches not thyself? Right. Thou that preaches a man should not steal, do you steal? Thou that say, sayest a man should not commit adultery. Oh, that's wrong. Does thou commit adultery? Mm -hmm. Thou that abhorrest idols, does thou commit sacrilege or sacrifices or do you give your time to things above God? Pretty much that's what an idol is. Anything that's just taking over your uh, attention and drive besides God yeah. in his way. Thou that makest thy boast of the law, oh, the law is so great, according to the law. Mm -hmm. Moses, according to the law, says stoner said, through breaking the law, dishonorest thou God? Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus could have wrote this and they would have left. Right. <laughs> he said, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, mm -hmm. as it is written. So he said, the people who don't know God, as a Gentile, it just said people, that's what that term meant, people who didn't know God. The name of God is blasphemed. They're saying God isn't talking about anything because of you. So that's a... So that's another form of blasphemy for you yeah. to say that you're doing something for God. Right. And then you're doing, you live in your life like anybody else. Because that's what he said. He said that thou, you didn't make your, your boast of the law, how important it is to be this or that in the law, and how important it is to keep the law. Through mm. breaking the law, dishonorest thou God. Mm. Like you're, you're dishonoring God. Mm. So that's why God doesn't want hypocrites. So when we're, when we're judging, we're judging with the, with the love of God and the peace of God to help somebody. So, for instance, if you or me, let's say, let's say me, that I was doing something wrong, right, that you come up in love and say, you judge that situation, because we all can judge in our heart that is wrong. Mm -hmm. But you don't come and judge me like, oh, you're dumb for making that decision, or, you know, don't you know that everybody's going to, you know, commit suicide because of you, something like that, right? We don't want to judge like that. Because nobody's without sin, mm -hmm. but we can help each other. Just like if I was, you know, walking forward and I'm saying bye to somebody, and a car's coming, it's not, uh, hey, you're gonna get hit, right? That's not saying I'm a dummy or something like that. You could come up and say I'm a dummy. Now you're judging, mm -hmm. and people do that all the time, and that's sad. And they don't consider that judging. But if if you see something coming, you do that out of love. Hey, this could hurt you, right? And it'd be the same respect if you're doing a habit that could eventually lead to destruction. Just like maybe that car isn't coming that time, but you see I usually walk around with my head everywhere but in front of me, eventually I could get hit by something, mm -hmm. could get hurt. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to uh, John 8, let's uh, finish this up. Right. Praise God. So yeah, he could have been writing, thou shalt not commit adultery. That's powerful because yeah. he's writing through concrete just like exactly. I do. Yeah. And, and that's almost him showing that you you're trying to come against the Son of God. Mm -hmm. So let me show you, let me show you what God would do. Yeah, there's so case. much principles in the Word of God. Like sometimes they're like, "What does the Bible talk about?" I don't know. Uh, Australia and the Southeast end. It's like the Bible's not. You know what I mean? It's, it's to tell you how to live life, and it gives you enough perspective of humans and of heaven and hell to make sure that you live your life in a way where you can decide where you want to go after this and how you want to live while you're here. It is not a book that is going to tell you how to tie a tie. That doesn't really have bearing on heaven or hell, right? I mean, it might have bearing on heaven and hell when you start using your tie for wrong, right, or right, or for respect of people and not God, 
or you start worshiping your tie or tie tying abilities, all these things can get in the way. But that's what the Bible's for to teach you how to take everything and put it where it should be to place your life in the right hands. Right. So it's not going to tell you how to, you know, bake a cake or something like that. Well, actually, it does tell you how to bake a cake. Let me think about second touch by leaven bread. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to maybe tell you about, you know, how to get to San Diego, California, or something like that. So, uh, what he so that has so much symbolism in it that he could have been writing on the stone because they know God wrote on the stone, mm-hmm. and also that God said, "I'm no longer going to write on stone. I'm going to write on your heart." So he's writing on the stone and doing that transition right. to their hearts, right. um, and they were all convicted by their own conscience. So that's just mm-hmm. that was an explosive moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's good. So, verse eight again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. I heard somebody Mm -hmm. uh, say, and this this sounds right, about beginning from the eldest and even unto the last, like, why did the eldest leave first? Mm -hmm. Said, because they had more sins to think about. (laughs) And then, and then the uh, and then the younger so so they were the first ones like oh snap I need to, okay I'm gonna put mine down right now that's sad though you but that's probably everybody can relate to that because right. you just got more time to do wrong you right know? and actually you should be doing less wrong but it's still acute like accumulative like all that's added up mm-hmm. you know you're just thinking like man I still ain't got it right in them whatever age mm-hmm. you know beginning at the eldest even until the last. So that means somebody was sitting there trying to be hard. <laughs> right. right. Probably thinking, trying to think. Like Maybe like the rich young rulers. Like, I, I, I kept all the law. I thought, I think I kept everything. You right. Know? And there's a one, oh, wait, you know, you lied this morning about where you were going. It's like, all right, you dropped my thing. Drop my stone too. Right. Or um, mm-hmm. the rich man in hell um, who was saying, even in hell, he's still saying, hey, send Lazarus to come serve me. Mm-hmm. Right comes you know I know you you're Abraham you know you're rich like I am mm-hmm. but maybe Lazarus you know uh, you know he's just Lazarus comes and send him to serve me which is like you know he's in hell and he hasn't changed right, right. I mean but people don't people go to hell pretty much you go because you want to go mm-hmm. you, you don't want to change you don't want to be anybody else mm-hmm. um, so so it says beginning at the eldest even until the last and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are thine accusers? Mm-hmm. Now, here's a lesson in bitterness and forgiveness. She got thrown up out of bed by a whole bunch of hypocrites, and she just saw proof that they were hypocrites. Right. Now, he could have said, Where are thine accusers? She could have been like, I'll be right back. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. They went that way. Right. <laughs> or she could have even, you know, started asking God, Lord, can you judge them for this? You exactly. Know, look what they did to me. They humiliated me. Right. And all that. Right. Right. You know, she stood home. She 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 knew she was wrong, mm-hmm. and so she owned up to it and was seeking the mercy of God. Right. Now look at this. It says, "Where are thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee?" And that word "condemn" uh, comes from a Greek word because the Bible is translated from Greek, it says to judge against, that is to sentence, to condemn or damn, to give judgment against, a judgment worthy of punishment. Now, they already kind of gave their judgment, and he, they did condemn, but he's given her a chance to forgive here. Mm-hmm. And she said, no man, Lord. 
well, oh, she's lying. What about all those people? She's saying as far as I'm concerned. Right. Okay? Not that what they did. Mm -hmm. Not the action. As far as I'm concerned, nobody's condemned me. Yeah. Right? And, and because uh, it didn't finish out. And yeah. even if it did finish out, I decide to not let that be condemnation to me. And then it goes along with uh, Mark eleven twenty five, where it says, um, and if you don't forgive, neither will my heavenly Father, which is in heaven, not forgive you of your trespasses. Exactly. You have all against him. Right. And people try to say, well, that's still Old Testament. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you you can still you don't need to forgive, and you still will be forgiven because God forgave you. It's like, well, if Jesus said it. You know, does that mean that Jesus only meant to say that to them? It didn't mean for everybody else? Right. Actually, um, let's look at another place. Let's uh, go to Ephesians 4. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter, yeah. Okay, I was just going to say real quick, because uh, if, if that meant what I was just for the disciples... Then Mark 11, 22, 23, 24 is just for the disciples. Exactly. There's so you can't believe for nothing. Right. <laughs> can't believe for nothing. Right. Then the mountain <laughs> won't work for you. It only works for Peter. Exactly. You know. Mm -hmm. It works for, for James, for the sons of thunder. That's it. And it works for all of us. Right. Amen. Okay. Now, look, and this is for people who... It's all a law. Jesus mm -hmm. said on the law, on, on uh, the law and the prophets hang on love. So it's all hung on the concept of love and on the concept of God. God's still God overall. So, verse 23, or chapter 4, it says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man. So you have to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Then you won't be all, every time the word comes up, you want to argue against it. We're trying to side in with the word. Side in together with God. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So this don't happen automatically. You've got to put on the new man. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. So if you're angry, don't sin. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So don't hold on to sin. You know, sin and don't hold on to anger, sorry, because it doesn't say to sin at all. You shouldn't sin at all. But when you're angry, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. That means that you shouldn't even spend, if you are ever angry in a day, if it goes past a day, then you probably got into sin. <laughs> you probably, that's probably crossed the border because it says not to do it, not to let your anger go past the day. And it doesn't. Not, and it's also not saying it's okay to hold it the whole day because right. you're going to have a difficult time getting rid of it uh, overnight. Sometimes it is easier to wake up and feel better about the situation, but he's just saying get rid of it. Put on the new man. It said righteousness and true holiness. Neither give place to the devil. So God's not against us, you know, getting uh, things being even or things being just or against us doing the right thing or having fun. He just doesn't want us to give place to the devil. Right. Because the devil will come in there and make sure that whatever made you angry is multiplied mm -hmm. and, and multiplied and multiplied. So verse 28 says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth, the thing which is good. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed 
unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, all mm -hmm. bitterness and wrath and anger. Oh, back to anger. So you ain't supposed to have it at all anyway. Mm -hmm. But it says if you're angry, right? Mm -hmm. And clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So that when you're angry, sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. That's as you're on your way. But at the end, it should say all bitterness, all wrath. All anger, all clamor, all evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. We get to the forgiving part. Mm -hmm. New Testament. Paul's a writer. Mm -hmm. Be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another. Why? Even as God, for Christ's sake, because we deserved it, but for Christ, his son, his sacrifice, his substitute for us, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Right. So if we go back to that story, let's just finish it out here. And Jesus just gives a, it's like he turns to the audience at the end. Mm -hmm. So he said, has anybody condemned you? Verse 11 says, uh, said where, are thy, where are thine accusers? Has no man condemned you? Verse 11 says, she said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go. Now she, he just said, go. You know, maybe, <laughs> mm -hmm. who knows what might happen. But he said, go and sin no more. So he's saying, you did sin now. Right. Don't sin anymore. Right. Right? And that means that she has the power to make a decision on that. She mm -hmm. can't say, well, I can't control it in my body. You know, this is God now. Right. He's able to judge men's heart. He just dispersed a crowd of angry people. Mm -hmm. And actually, the people he was talking to seemed to have left. Mm -hmm. That wasn't even part of that. Everybody left. Right? They might even got hype. Mm -hmm. But... We don't know. Either way, they may have stayed there, they may have left. Uh, but it said every all the accusers at least left. Mm -hmm. Now it says the Pharisees said on oh sorry, uh, for verse twelve. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. So they are still there. Mm -hmm. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So he turns to the crowd like they just got an example. Who knows what he was preaching before this because he was teaching and he was interrupted and he'll tell us. But it does say, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, so he at least said that, mm -hmm. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So what's the recipe to have the light of life? Following him. Following him. So that's good news for all of us. Thank God for it. See you next time.